Welcome to the Altrusion Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusion Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. The Sibylline Oracles Translated from the Greek into English blank verse by Milton S. Terry Narrated by Matthew Schmitz Book 1 Beginning with the generation first of mortal men, down to the very last, I'll prophesy each thing, what erst has been, and what is now, and what shall yet befall the world through the impiety of men. First now God urges on me to relate truly how into being came the world. And thou, shrewd mortal, prudently make known, lest ever thou shouldest my commands neglect, the King Most High, who brought into existence the whole world, saying, Let there be, and there was. For he, the earth, established, placing it round the Tartarus, and he himself gave the sweet light. He raised the heaven on high, spread out the gleaming sea, and crowned the sky with an abundance of bright shining stars, and decked the earth with plants, and mingled sea with rivers, and the air with zephyrs mixed and watery clouds. And then, another race appointing, he gave fishes to the seas, and birds unto the winds, and to the woods, the beasts of shaggy neck, and snakes that crawl, and all things which now on the earth appear. These by his word he made, and everything was speedily and with precision done. For he was self-caused, and from heaven looked down, and finished was the world exceeding well. And then thereafter fashioned he again a living product, copying a new man from his own image, beautiful, divine, and bade him in ambrosial garden dwell, that labors beautiful might be his care. But in that fertile field of paradise, he longed for conversation, being alone, and prayed that he might see another form such as he had. And forthwith, from man's side taking a bone, God himself made fair Eve, a wedded spouse, and in that paradise gave her to dwell with him. And when he gazed upon her, on a sudden, filled with joy, great admiration held his soul. He saw a pattern so exact, and with wise words, spontaneous flowing, answered, he in turn, for God had care for all things. For the mind, they darkened not with passion, 
nor concealed their nakedness, but with hearts far from evil. Even like wild beasts they walked with limbs exposed. And afterwards, delivering them commands, God showed them not to touch a certain tree. But the dread serpent drew them off by guile, to go away unto the fate of death, and to gain knowledge of both good and evil. But the wife, then first traitress, proved to God. She gave and urged the unknowing man to sin, and he, persuaded by the woman's words, forgot the immortal Maker utterly, and treated plain commandments with neglect. Therefore, instead of good, received they evil according to their deed. And then, the leaves of the sweet fig tree piercing, they made clothes and put them on each other, and concealed the sexual parts, because they were ashamed. But on them the immortal set his wrath, and cast them out of the immortal land. For their abiding, now in mortal land, was brought to pass, since hearing they kept not the word of the immortal mighty God. And straightway they, upon the fruitful soil forthgoing, with their tears and groans were wet. And to them, then, the immortal God himself, a word more excellent spoke. Multiply, increase, work constantly upon the earth, that with the sweat of labor ye may have sufficient food. Thus he spoke, and he made the author of deceit to press the ground on belly and on side, a crawling snake, driving him out severely. And he sent dire enmity between them and the one is on the lookout to preserve his head, but man his heel, for death is neighbor near of evil-plotting vipers and of men. And then, indeed, the race was multiplied, as the Almighty himself gave command, and there grew up one people on another, innumerable. And houses they adorned of all kinds, and made cities, and their walls well and expertly, and to them was given a day of long time for a life much loved. For they did not worn out with troubles die, but as subdued by sleep, most happy men of great heart, whom the immortal Savior loved, the King, God. But they also did transgress, smitten with folly, for with impudence they mocked their fathers and their mothers scorned. Kinsmen they knew not, and they formed intrigues against their brothers, and they were impure, having defiled themselves with human gore, and they made wars. And then upon them came the last calamity set forth from heaven, which snatched the dreadful men away from life, and Hades then received them. It was called Hades, since Adam, having tasted death, went first, and earth encompassed him around. And therefore all men born upon the earth are in abodes of Hades called to go. But even in Hades, all these when they came had honor, since they were the earliest race. But when Hades received these, secondly, of the surviving and most righteous men, God formed another very subtle race that cared for lovely works and noble toils, distinguished reverence and solid wisdom, and they were trained in arts of every kind, finding inventions by their lack of means. And one devised to till the land with plows, and another worked in wood, another cared for sailing, and another watched the stars and practiced augury with winged fowls, and use of drugs had interest for one, while for another magic had a charm, and others were in every other art, which men care for instructed, wide awake, industrious, worthy of that eponym, because they had a sleepless mind within, 
and a huge body, stout with mighty form they were. But notwithstanding, down they went into Tartarian chamber terrible, kept in firm chains to pay full penalty in Guiana of strong, furious, quenchless fire. And after these a third strong-minded race appeared, a race of overbearing men, and terrible, who wrought among themselves many an evil. And fights, homicides, and battles did continually destroy those men possessed of overweening heart. And from these afterward, another race proceeded, late completed, youngest born, blood-stained, perverse in counsel. Of men these were in the fourth race, much the blood they spilled, nor feared they God, nor had regard for men, for maddening wrath and sore impiety were set upon them, and wars, homicides, and battles sent some into Erebus, since they were overweening impious men. But the rest did the heavenly God himself in anger afterwards change from his world, casting them into mighty Tartarus, down under the foundation of the earth. And later, yet another race, much worse, of men he made, to whom no good thereafter the immortal formed, since they wrought many evils. For they were much more violent than those, giants perverse, foul language pouring out, single among all men, most just and true, was the most faithful Noah, full of care for the noblest works. And to him God himself from heaven thus spoke, Noah, be of good cheer in thyself, and to all the people preach repentance, so that they may all be saved. But if, with shameless soul, they heed me not, the whole race I will utterly destroy with mighty floods of waters. Quickly now, an undecaying house I bid thee frame of planks strong and impervious to the wet. It will put understanding in thy heart, and subtle skill and rule of measurement and order and for all things will I care that thou be saved, and all who dwell with thee. And I am he who is, and in thy heart do thou discern. I clothe me with the heaven, and cast the sea around me, and for me earth is a footstool, and the air is poured around my body, and on every side around me runs the chorus of the stars. Nine letters have I, of four syllables I am. Discern me, the first three have each two letters, the remaining one, the rest, and five are mates, and of the entire sum, the hundreds are twice eight and thrice three tens, along with seven. Now, knowing who I am, be thou not uninitiated in my lore. Thus he spoke, and great trembling seized on him at what he learned, and then within his mind, Having contrived each matter, he besought the people and began with words like these. O men, insatiate, smite with madness great whatever things ye practiced, they shall not escape God's notice. For he knows all things, immortal Savior overseeing all, who bade me warn you that ye perish not. Be sober, cut off badness, do not fight perforce each other with blood-guilty heart nor irrigate much land with human gore. Revere, O mortals, the supremely great and fearless heavenly Creator, God imperishable, whose dwelling is the sky. And do ye all entreat him, he is kind, for life of cities and of all the world, and of four-footed beasts and flying fowls, entreat him to be gracious unto all. 
For when the whole unbounded world of men shall be destroyed by waters loud, ye'll raise a fearful cry. And suddenly for you the air shall be disordered, and from heaven the fury of the mighty God shall come upon you. And it certainly shall be that the immortal Savior against men will send wrath if ye do not placate God, and from this time repent. And nothing more fretful and evil lawlessly shall ye one to another do, but let there be a guarding of oneself by holy life. But when they heard him, each turned up his nose, calling him mad, a frenzy-smitten man. And then again did Noah sound his strain. O men exceeding wretched, base in heart, unstable, leaving modesty behind and loving shamelessness, rapacious lords, fierce sinners, false, insatiate, mischievous, in nothing true, stealthy adulterers, flippant in language, pouring forth foul words. The wrath of God Most High, not fearing, kept to the fifth generation to atone. In no way do ye wail, harsh men, but laugh. Sardonic smile shall ye laugh. When shall come that which I speak, God's dire incoming flood? When Eve's polluted race in the great earth blooming perennial in impervious stem shall root and branch in one night disappear, and cities, men and all, shall the earth shaker from the depths scatter and their walls destroy. And then the whole world of unnumbered men shall die. But how shall I weep, how lament in wooden house, how mingle tears with waves? For if this water bidden of God shall come, earth shall float, hills float, and even sky shall float. Everything shall be water, and all things shall be destroyed by waters. And the winds shall stand still, and a second age shall come. O Phrygia, thou shalt from the water's crest first rise up, and thou first another race of men shalt nourish, once again a new beginning, and thou shalt be nurse for all. But when now to the lawless generation he had thus vainly spoken, the Most High appeared, and once more cried aloud and said, The time is now come, Noah, to proclaim each thing, even all which I that day to thee did promise and confirm, and to complete, because of a people disobedient throughout the boundless world, even all the things which generations of a former time did practice, evil things innumerable. But do thou quickly enter with thy sons and the wives. Call as many as I bid of tribes of beasts and creeping things and birds, and in as many as I ordain for life will I then put a willingness to go. Thus spoke he. Forth went Noah, and aloud cried out and called. And then wife, sons, and brides entered the house of wood, and also went the other things as many as God willed to shut in. But one fitting bolt was put about the lid, and in its polished place was fitted sideways, then was brought to pass forthwith the purpose of the God of heaven. And he massed clouds, and bid the sun's bright disk, and moon and stars, and circle of the heaven, obscuring all things round. He thundered loud, terror of mortals, sending lightnings forth. And all the winds together were aroused, and all the veins of water were unloosed, by opening of great cataracts from heaven, and from earth's caverns and the tireless deep appeared the myriad waters, and the whole illimitable earth was covered over. But on the water swam that wondrous house, 
and torn by many furious waves and struck by force of winds, it rushed on fearfully. But with its keel, it cut the mass of foam, while the loud babbling waters dashed around. But when God deluged all the world with rains, then also Noah took thought to observe by counsels of the immortal, for he now had had enough of Nereus. And straightway the house he opened from the polished wall that crosswise was bound fast with skillful stays. And looking out upon the mighty mass of boundless waters, Noah on all sides, and twas his fortune with his eyes to see, fear possessed and shook mightily his heart. And then the air became a little calm, since it was weary, wetting all the world many days. Parting then, it brought to light how pale and blood-red was the mighty sky, and the sun's bright disk wearied, scarcely held Noah his courage, and then forth afar sent he a dove alone, that he might learn if yet firm land appeared. But with tired wing, flying round all things, she again returned, for not yet had the water ebbed away, for it was deeply filling every place. But after resting quietly for days, he sent the dove once more to learn if yet had ceased the many waters. And she flew and flew on and went over the earth and resting her body lightly on the humid ground, again to Noah back she came and bore an olive branch of tidings, a great sign. Courage now filled them all and great delight because they hoped to look upon the land but then thereafter yet another bird of black wing sent he forth as hastily, which, trusting to its wings, flow willingly, and coming to the land continued there. And Noah knew the land was nearer now, but when on dashing waves and the craft divine had here and there over ocean's billows swum, it made fast upon the narrow strand. There is in Phrygia, on the dark mainland, a steep, tall mountain, Ararat its name, because upon it all were to be saved from death, and there was great desire of heart. Thence streams of the great river Marsias spring, there on a lofty peak the ark abode when the waters ceased, and then again from heaven the voice divine of the great God this word proclaimed. O Noah, guarded, faithful, just, come boldly forth with thy sons and thy wife, and the three brides, and fill ye all the earth, increasing, multiplying, rendering justice to one another through all generations, until to judgment every race of men shall come, for judgment shall be unto all. Thus spoke the voice divine. Then from his couch Noah encouraged, hastened on the land, and with him went his sons and wife and brides, and creeping things and birds and quadrupeds, and all things else went from the wooden house into one place. And then went Noah forth as eighth, most just of men, when on the waters he had made full twice twenty days and one, because of counsels of the mighty God. Then a new stock of life again arose, golden first, which indeed was sixth and best, from the time when the first formed man appeared, heavenly its name, because all things to God shall be a care. O first race of sixth age, O mighty joy which I thereafter shared, when I escaped sheer ruin by the waves much tossed, with husband and with brothers-in-law, stepfather and stepmother, and with wives of husband's brothers suffering terribly, fitting things, now will I sing. There shall be on the fig tree a many-colored flower, 
and afterward the royal power and sway shall Kronos have. For three kings of great soul, men most just shall distribute portions then, and many a year rule, rendering what is just to men who care for toil and deeds of love. And earth shall glory in her many fruits, self-growing, yielding much corn for the race. And the foster fathers, ageless all their days, shall from diseases chill and dreadful be far aloof. They shall die as fallen on sleep, and unto Acheron, in the abodes of Hades, they shall go away. And there shall they have honor, since they were a race of blessed ones, fortunate heroes whom the Lord of Sabaoth gave a noble mind, and with whom always he his counsels shared. But blessed shall they be even when they go in Hades, and then afterward again, oppressive, strong, another race of earth-born men, the Titans. All excel in figure, stature, growth, and there shall be one language, as of old from the first race, God in their breasts implanted. But even these, having a haughty heart and rushing on to ruin, shall at last resolve to fight against the starry heaven. And then the stream of the great ocean shall upon them pour its raging waters. But the mighty Lord of Sabaoth, though enraged, shall check his wrath, because he promised that again no flood should be brought upon men of evil soul. But when the great high thundering God shall cause the boundless swelling of the many waters, with their waves hither and thither rising high, to cease from wrath and into other depths of sea their measure lessen, setting bounds by harbors and rough headlands round the land. Then also shall a child of the great God come, clothed in flesh to men and fashioned like to mortals in the earth. And he doth hear four vowels, and two consonants in him are twice announced. The whole sum I will name. For eight ones, and as many tens on these, and yet eight hundred will reveal the name to men insatiate. And do thou discern in thine own understanding that the Christ is child of the immortal God Most High. And he shall fulfill God's law, not destroy, bearing his very image, and all things shall he teach. Unto him shall priests convey and offer gold and myrrh and frankincense. For all these things he'll also bring to pass. But when a voice shall through the desert land come bearing tidings to men, and to all shall call to make straight paths, and from the head cast wickedness out and illuminate with water all the bodies of mankind, that being born again they may no more, from what is righteous go it all astray. And one of barbarous mind, by dances bound, cutting that voice off, shall bestow reward. Then, on a sudden, there shall be a sign to mortals, when, watched over, there shall come out of the land of Egypt a fair stone, and on it shall the Hebrew people stumble, but by his guiding nations shall be brought together, for the God who rules on high, they also shall know through him, and the way in common light. For unto chosen men will he show life eternal, but the fire will be for ages on the lawless bring. And then shall he the sickly heal, and all who are blameworthy, who shall trust in him. And then the blind shall see, the lame shall walk, the deaf shall hearken, and the dumb shall speak. Demons shall he drive out, and of the dead there shall be an uprising. On the waves shall he walk. Also, in a desert place, shall he five thousand satisfy with food, from five loaves and a fish out of the sea, and with the remnants of them, 
for the hope of peoples shall he fill twelve baskets full. And then shall Israel, drunken, not discern, nor shall they hear, oppressed with feeble cars. But when the maddening wrath of the Most High shall come upon the Hebrews and take faith away from them, because they slew the Son of the Heavenly God, then also with foul lips shall Israel give him cuffs and spittle drugged. And gall for food and vinegar unmixed for drink will they, with evil madness smitten in bosom and in heart, give impiously, not seeing with their eyes, more blind than moles, more terrible than crawling poisonous beasts, fast bound by heavy sleep. But when his hands he shall spread forth and measure out all things, and bear the crown of thorns, and they shall pierce his side with reeds, for which dark monstrous night shall be for three hours in the midst of day. Then also shall the temple of Solomon bring to an end a mighty sign for men, when he shall to the house of Hades go proclaiming resurrection to the dead. But when, in three days, he shall come again unto the light, and show his form to men, and teach all things, ascending in the clouds unto the house of heaven shall he go, leaving the world a gospel covenant. And in his name shall blossom a new shoot from nations that are guided by the law of the Mighty One. But also after this there shall be wise guides, and then afterward there shall be a cessation of the prophets. After that, when the Hebrew people reap their evil harvest, shall a Roman king, much gold and silver, utterly destroy. And afterward shall other royal powers continuously arise as kingdoms perish, and they will oppress mortals. But great fall shall be for those men, when they shall begin unrighteous arrogance. But when the temple of Solomon in the holy land shall fall, cast down by the barbarous men in brazen mail, and from the land the Hebrews shall be driven wandering and wasted, and among the wheat they shall much darnel mingle, there shall be evil contention among all mankind, and the city suffering outrage shall bewail each other in their breasts receiving the wrath of the great God, since they wrought evil work. Book 2 Now while I much entreated God restrained my wise song, also in my breast again he put the charming voice of words divine, in my whole body terror-stricken these I follow, for I know not that I speak, but God impels me to proclaim each thing. But when on earth come shocks, fierce thunderbolts, thunders and lightnings, storms and evil blight, and rage of jackals and of wolves, manslaughter, destruction of men and of lowing kine, four-footed cattle and laborious mules, and goats and sheep, then shall the ample field be barren from neglect and fruits shall fail, and there shall be a selling of their freedom among most men, and robbery of temples. And then shall, after these, appear of men the tenth race, when the earth-shaking lightener shall break the zeal for idols, and shall shake the people of seven-hilled Rome, and riches great shall perish, burned by Vulcan's fiery flame. And then shall bloody signs from heaven descend. But yet the whole world of unnumbered men, enraged, shall kill each other. And in tumult shall God send famines, plagues, and thunderbolts on men, who, without justice, judge of rights. 
and lack of men shall be in all the world, so that if anyone beheld a trace of man on earth, he would be wonderstruck. And then shall the great God who dwells in heaven, Savior of pious men in all things prove. And then shall there be peace and wisdom deep, and the fruit-bearing land shall yield again abundant fruits, divided not in parts, nor yet enslaved. And every harbor then, and every haven, shall be free to men as formerly, and shamelessness shall perish. And then will God show mortals a great sign, for like a lustrous crown shall shine a star, bright, all resplendent, from the radiant heaven, days not a few. And then will he display from heaven a crown for contest unto men who wrestle. And then there shall be again a mighty contest of triumphal march into the heavenly sky, and it shall be for all men in the world, and have the fame of immortality. And every people shall then in the immortal contests strive for splendid victory. For no one there can shamelessly with silver buy a crown. For unto them will the pure Christ adjudge that which is due, and crown the ones approved, and give his martyrs an immortal prize who carry on the contest unto death. And unto chaste men who run their race well will he the incorruptible reward of the prize give, and to all men allot that which is due, and also to strange nations that live a holy life and no one God. And those who have regard for marriages and keep themselves far from adulteries, to give them rich gifts, eternal hope he'll give. For every human soul is God's free gift, and tis not right men stain it with vile deeds. Do not be rich unrighteously, but lead a life of probity. Be satisfied with what thou hast, and keep thyself from that which is another's. Speak not what is false, but have a care for all things that are true. Revere not idols vainly, but the God imperishable honor always first, and next thy parents. Render all things due, and into unjust judgment come thou not. Do not cast out the poor unrighteously, nor judge by outward show. If wickedly thou judgest, God hereafter will judge thee. Avoid false testimony. Tell the truth. Maintain thy virgin purity, and guard love among all. Deal measures that are just, for beautiful is measure full to all. Strike not the scales one side, but draw them equal. Forswear not ignorantly nor willingly. God hates the perjured man in that he swore. A gift proceeding out of unjust deeds never receive in hand. Do not steal seed. Accursed through many generations he who took it unto scattering of life. Indulge not vile lusts. Slander not nor kill. Give the toil-worn his hire. Do not afflict the poor man. Unto orphans help afford, and to widows and the needy. Talk with sense. Hold fast in heart a secret. Be unwilling to act unjustly, nor yet tolerate unrighteous men. Give to the poor at once, and say not, Come tomorrow. Of thy grain, give to the needy with perspiring hand. He who gives alms knows how to lend to God. Mercy redeems from death when judgment comes. Not sacrifice, but mercy God desires rather than sacrifice. The naked clothe. Share thy bread with the hungry. In thy house receive the shelterless and lead the blind. Pity the shipwrecked, for the voyage is uncertain. To the fallen give a hand, and save the man that stands without defense. 
common to all is suffering. Life's a wheel, riches unstable. Having wealth, reach out to the poor thy hand. Of what God gave to thee, bestow thou also on the needy one. Common is the whole life of mortal men, but it comes out unequal. When thou seest a poor man, never banter him with words, nor harshly accost a man who may be blamed. One's life in death is proven. If one did the unlawful or just, it shall be decided when he to judgment comes. Disable not thy mind with wine nor drink excessively. Eat not blood and abstain from things offered to idols. Gird not on the sword for slaughter, but defense and would thou might it neither lawlessly nor justly use. For if thou kill an enemy, thy hand thou dost defile. Keep from thy neighbor's field, nor trespass on it, just as every landmark and trespass painful. Useful is possession of lawful wealth, but of unrighteous gains tis worthless. Harm not any growing fruit of the field, and let strangers be esteemed in equal honor with the citizens for much enduring hospitality shall all experience as each other's guests. But let there not be anyone a stranger among you, since, ye mortals, all of you are of one blood, and no land has for men any sure place. Wish not nor pray for wealth, but pray to live from few things and possess nothing at all unjust. The love of gain is mother of all evil. Do not long for gold or silver, in them there will be a double-edged and soul-destroying iron. A snare to men continually are gold and silver. Gold, of evil source, of life destructive, troubling all things. Would that thou wert, not to mortals such a longed-for bane. For wars, because of thee, and pillaging, and murders come, and children hate their sires, and brothers and sisters those of their own blood. Plot no deceit and do not arm thy heart against a friend. Keep not concealed within a different thought from what thou speakest forth, nor, like rock-clinging polyp, change with place. But with all be frank, and things from the soul speak thou forth. Whosoever willfully commits a wrong, an evil man is he. But he that does it under force, the end I tell not. But let each man's will be right. Pride not thyself in wisdom, power, or wealth. God only is the wise and mighty one and full of riches. Do not vex thy heart with evils that are past, for what is done can never be undone. Let not thy hand be hasty, but ferocious passion curb. For many times has one in striking done murder without design. Let suffering be common, neither great nor overmuch. Excessive good has not brought forth to men that which is helpful, and much luxury leads to immoderate lusts. Much wealth is prowl and makes one grow to wanton violence. Passionate feeling, creeping in, effects destructive madness. Anger is a lust, and when it is excessive, it is wrath. The zeal of good men is a noble thing, but of the base is base. Of wicked men, the boldness is destructive, but renown follows that of the good. To be revered is virtuous love, but that of Cyprus works increase of shame. A silly man is called very agreeable among his fellows. With moderation eat, drink, and converse. Of all things, moderation is the best, but trespass of its limit brings to grief. 
Be not thou envious, faithless, or abusive, or evil-minded, or a false deceiver. Be prudent and abstain from shameless deeds. Imitate not what's evil, but leave thou vengeance to justice. For persuasion is a useful thing, but strife engenders strife. Trust not too quickly, ere thou see the end. This is the contest. These are the rewards. These are the prizes. This the gate of life and entrance into immortality, which God in heaven unto most righteous men appointed a reward for victory. And through this gate shall gloriously pass those who shall then receive the victor's crown. But when this sign shall appear everywhere, children with gray hair on their temples born, and human sufferings, famines, plagues, and wars, and change of times, and many a tearful wail. Ah, of how many parents in the lands will children mourn and piteously weep, and with shrouds bury flesh and limbs and earth, mother of peoples, with the blood and dust themselves defiling. O ye wretched men of the last generation, evildoers, terrible, childish, not perceiving this, that when the tribes of women do not bear, the harvest time of mortal men is come. Near is the ruin when impostors come instead of prophets speaking on the earth. And Belier shall come and many signs perform for men. And then of holy men, elect and faithful, there shall be confusion, and pillaging of them and of the Hebrews. And there shall be upon them fearful wrath, when from the east a people of twelve tribes shall come in search of kindred Hebrew people, whom a Syrian shoot destroyed and over these shall nations perish. But they afterwards shall over men exceeding mighty rule, elect and faithful Hebrews, and enslave them as before, since their power never shall fail. He that is highest of all, the all-surveying, dwelling in heaven, will scatter sleep on men, covering the eyelids over. O blessed servants, whom when the Master comes he finds awake, and they all watch at all times, and expect with sleepless eyes. For it will be at dawn, or eve, or midday, but he sure shall come. And it shall be as I say, it shall be to them that sleep, that from the starry heaven the stars at midday will to all appear, with the two lights as the time hastens on, and then the Tishbite, urging from the heaven his chariot celestial, and on earth arriving, shall to all the world display three evil signs of life to be destroyed. Alas, for all the women in that day who shall be found with burden in the womb. Alas, for all who suckle tender babes. Alas, for all who shall dwell on the waves. Alas, for women who shall see that day. For a dark mist shall hide the boundless world, east, west, and south, and north. And then shall flow a mighty stream of burning fire from heaven, and every place consume, earth, ocean vast, and gleaming sea, and lakes and rivers, springs, and cruel Hades, and the heavenly sky. And heavenly lights shall break up into one, and into outward form all desolate, for stars from heaven shall fall into all seas, and all the souls of men shall gnash their teeth, burned both by sulfur stream and force of fire, in ravenous soil, and ashes hide all things. And then of the world, all the elements shall be bereft, air, earth, sea, light, sky, days, nights. And no longer in the air shall fly birds without number, 
nor shall living things that swim the sea swim any more at all, nor frighted vessel over the billows pass, nor kind straight guiding plow the field, nor sound of furious winds. But he shall fuse all things together, and shall pick out what is pure. But when the immortal gods' eternal angels, Arachiel, Ramiel, Uriel, Samiel, and Aziel, they that know how many evils anyone did before, shall from dark loom then lead to judgment all the souls of men before the judgment seat of the great God immortal. For imperishable is one only, himself the Almighty, one who shall be judge of mortals. And to them that dwell beneath will then the Heavenly One give souls and spirit and voice, and also bones fitted with joints unto all kinds of flesh, and both the flesh and sinews, veins and skin about the body, and hair as before. Divinely fashioned and with breathing moved shall bodies of those on earth one day be raised. And then shall Uriel, mighty angel, break the bolts of stern and lasting adamant, which, monstrous, bold the brazen gates of Hades, straight cast them down, and unto judgment lead all forms that have endured much suffering. Chiefly the shapes of titans born of old, and giants, and all whom the deluge whelmed, and all that perished in the billowy seas, and all that furnished banquet for the beasts and creeping things and fowls, these in a mass shall Uriel summon to the judgment seat, and also those whom flesh-devouring fire destroyed in flame, even these shall he collect and place before the judgment seat of God. And when the high thundering Lord of Sabaoth, making an end of fate, shall raise the dead, sit on his heavenly throne and firmly fix the mighty pillar, then amid the clouds, Christ, who himself is incorruptible, shall come unto the incorruptible, in glory with pure angels, and shall sit at the right hand of the great judgment seat, to judge the life of pious and the way of impious men. And Moses, the great friend of the Most High, shall come enrobed in flesh. Also great Abraham himself shall come, Isaac and Jacob, Joshua, Daniel, Elijah, Habakkuk, and Jonah, and those whom the Hebrews slew. But he'll destroy the Hebrews after Jeremiah, and all who are to be judged at the judgment seat, that worthy recompense they may receive and pay for all each did in mortal life. And then shall all pass through the burning stream of flame unquenchable, but all the just shall be saved. And the godless furthermore shall to all ages perish, all who did evils aforetime and committed murders, and all who are accomplices therein, liars and thieves and ruiners of home, crafty and terrible, and parasites and marriage breakers pouring forth vile words, dread, wanton, lawless, and idolaters. And all who left the great immortal God became blasphemers, did the pious harm, destroying faith and killing righteous men, and all with a shamelessness deceitful and double-faced rush in as presbyters and reverend ministers who knowingly give unjust judgments yielding to false words more hurtful than the leopards and the wolves and more vile and ill that are grossly proud and usurers who gains on gains amass and damage orphans and widows in each thing and all that give to widows and to orphans the fruit of unjust deeds and all that cast reproach in giving from their own hard toils and all that left their parents in old age not paying them at all nor offering to parents filial duty and all who were disobedient 
and against their sires spoke a harsh word. And all that pledges took and then denied them, and the servants all who were against their masters, and again those who licentiously defiled the flesh, and all who loosed the girdle of the maid for secret intercourse, and all who caused abortions, and all who their offspring cast unlawfully away, and sorcerers and sorceresses with them, and these wrath of the heavenly and immortal God shall drive against a pillar where shall all around in a circle flow a restless stream of fire. And deathless angels of the immortal God, whoever is, shall bind with lasting bonds in chains of flaming fire and from above punish them all by scourge most terribly. And in Guyana, in the gloom of night, shall they be cast neath many horrid beasts of Tartarus, where darkness is immense. But when there shall be many punishments enforced on all who had an evil heart, yet afterward shall there a fiery wheel from a great river circle them around, because they had a care for wicked deeds. And then one here, another there, shall sires, young children, mothers, nursing babes, in tears, wail their most piteous fate. No fill of tears shall be for them, nor piteous voice be heard of them that moan, one here, another there, but long worn under dark, dank Tartarus, aloud shall they cry. And they shall repay in cursed places thrice as much as all the evil work they did, burned with much fire. And all of them, consumed by raging thirst and hunger, shall in anguish gnash their teeth and call death beautiful, and death shall flee away from them. For neither death nor night shall ever give them rest, and many things in vain will they ask of the God that rules on high, and then will he his face turn openly away from them, for he to erring men gave, in seven ages for repentance, signs by the hands of a virgin undefiled. But the others, all to whom right and fair works and piety and thoughts most just were dear, shall angels, bearing through the burning stream, lead unto light and life exempt from care. Where comes the immortal way of the great God and fountains three, of honey, wine, and milk, an equal land for all, divided not by walls or fences, more abundant fruits, spontaneous, shall then bear, and the course of life be common and wealth unapportioned. For there no longer will be poor nor rich, tyrant nor slave, nor any great nor small, nor kings nor leaders, all alike in common. No more at all will one say, night has come, nor morrow comes, nor yesterday has been, nor shall there many days of anxious care, nor spring, nor winter, nor the summer heat, nor autumn be, nor marriage, nor yet death, nor sales, nor purchases, nor set of sun, nor rising. For a long day will God make, and to the pious will the Almighty God, imperishable, grant another thing, when they shall ask the imperishable God, that he will suffer men from raging fire and endless gnawing anguish to be saved, and this will he do. For hereafter he will pluck them from the restless flame, elsewhere remove them, and for his own people's sake send them to other and eternal life with the immortals in Elysian field, where move far-stretching billows of the lake of ever-flowing Acheron profound. Ah, miserable woman that I am, what shall I be in that day? For I sinned, being busy foolishly about all things, caring for neither marriage bond nor reason. 
but even in my wealthy husband's house, I shut the needy out, and formerly, I knowingly performed unlawful things. But, Savior, though I shameless things performed, do thou from my tormentors rescue me, a shameless woman. And I pray thee now, make me to rest a little from my song, holy giver of manna, king of the great realm. Book 3 O thou high thundering blessed heavenly one, who hast set in their place the cherubim, I, who have uttered what is all too true, entreat thee, let me have a little rest, for my heart has grown weary from within. But why again leaps my heart and my soul, with a whip smitten from within constrained, to utter forth its message unto all? But yet again will I proclaim all things, which God commands me to proclaim to men. O men, that in your image have a form fashioned of God, why do ye vainly stray and walk not in the straight way, always mindful of the immortal Maker? God is one, sovereign, ineffable, dwelling in heaven, the self-existent and invisible, himself alone beholding everything. Him sculptor's hand made not, nor is his form shown by man's art from gold or ivory. But he, eternal Lord, proclaims himself as one who is, and was erst, and shall be again hereafter. For who, being mortal, can see God with his eyes? Or who shall bear to hear the only name of heaven's great God, the ruler of the world? He, by his word, created all things, even heaven and sea, and tireless sun, and full moon and bright stars, and mighty mother Tethys, springs and rivers, imperishable fire, and days and nights. This is the God who formed four-letter Adam, the first one formed and filling with his name east, west, and south, and north. The same is he who fixed the pattern of the human form and made wild beasts and creeping things and fowls. Ye do not worship neither fear, ye God, but vainly go astray and bow the knee to serpents and make offerings to cats and idols and stone images of men, and sit before the doors of godless temples. Ye guard him who is God, who keeps all things, and marry with the wickedness of stones. Forget the judgment of the immortal Savior who made the heaven and earth. Alas, a race that has delight in blood, deceitful, vile, ungodly, of false, double-tongued, immoral men, adulterous, idolatrous, designing fraud, and evil madness raving in their hearts, for themselves plundering, having shameless soul. For no one who has riches will impart to another, but dire wickedness shall be among all mortals, and for sake of gain will many widows not at all keep faith, but secretly love others, and the bond of life those who have husbands do not keep. But when Rome shall over Egypt also rule, governing always, then shall there appear the greatest kingdom of the immortal king over men. And a holy Lord shall come to hold the scepter over every land unto all ages of fast hastening time. And then shall come inexorable wrath on Latin men. Three shall by piteous fate and damage Rome, and perish shall all men with their own houses, when from heaven shall flow a fiery cataract. Ah, wretched me! 
When shall that day and when shall judgment come of the immortal God, the mighty King? But just now, O ye cities, ye are built, and all adorned with temples and race grounds, markets and images of wood, of gold, of silver and of stone, that ye may come unto the bitter day. For it shall come, when there shall pass among all men a stench of brimstone. Yet each thing will I declare, in all the cities where men suffer ills. From the Sebastines, Belier shall come hereafter, and the height of hills shall he establish, and shall make the sea stand still, and the great fiery sun, and the bright moon. And he shall raise the dead, and many signs work before men. But nothing shall be brought by him unto completion but deceit, and many mortals shall be led astray, Hebrews, both true and choice, and lawless men, besides who never gave ear to God's word. But when the threatenings of the mighty God shall draw near, and a flaming power shall come by billow to the earth, it shall consume both Belier and all the haughty men who put their trust in him. And thereupon shall the whole world be governed by the hands of a woman, and obedient everywhere. Then, when a widow shall over all the world gain the rule, and cast in the mighty sea both gold and silver, also brass and iron, of short-lived men into the deep shall cast, then all the elements shall be bereft of order, when the God of who dwells on high shall roll the heaven, even as a scroll is rolled. And to the mighty earth and sea shall fall the entire multiform sky, and there shall flow a tireless cataract of raging fire, and it shall burn the land, and burn the sea, and heavenly sky, and night, and day, and melt creation itself together, and pick out what is pure. No more laughing spheres of light, nor night, nor dawn, nor many days of care, nor spring, nor winter, nor the summertime, nor autumn. And then of the mighty God the judgment midway in a mighty age shall come, when all these things shall come to pass. O navigable waters, and each land of the Orient and of the Occident, subject shall all things be to him who comes into the world again, and therefore he himself became first conscious of his power. But when the threatenings of the mighty God are fulfilled, which he threatened mortals once, when in a Syrian land they built a tower, and they all spoke one language, and resolved to mount aloft into the starry heaven. But on the air, the immortal stairway put a mighty force, and then winds from above cast down the great tower and stirred mortals up to wrangling with each other. Therefore men gave to that city the name of Babylon. Now when the tower fell and the tongues of men turned to all sorts of sounds, straightway all earth was filled with men and kingdoms were divided. And then the generation tenth appeared of mortal men, from the time when the flood came upon earlier men, and Kronos reigned, and Titan, and Iapetus, and men called them best offspring of Gaia and of Uranus, giving to them names both of earth and heaven, since they were very first of mortal men. So there were three divisions of the earth according to the allotment of each man, and each one having his own portion reigned and fought not, for a father's oaths were there, and equal were their portions. But the time complete of old age on the father came, and he died, and the sons infringing oaths stirred up against each other bitter strife, which one should have the royal rank and rule over all mortals, and against each other Kronos and Titan fought. But Rhea and Gaia and Aphrodite fond of crowns, 
Demeter and Hestia and Diane of fair locks brought them to friendship and together called all who were kings, both brothers and near kin, and others of the same ancestral blood, and they judged Kronos should reign king of all, for he was oldest and of noblest form. But Titan laid on Kronos mighty oaths to rear no male posterity, that he himself might reign when age and fate should come to Kronos. And whenever Rhea bore, beside her sat the Titans, and all males in pieces tore, but let the females live to be reared by the mother. But when now, at the third birth, the August Rhea bore, she brought forth Hera first, and when they saw a female offspring, the fierce Titan men betook them to their homes, and thereupon Rhea a male child bore, and having bound three men of Crete by oath, she quickly sent him into Phrygia to be reared apart in secret. Therefore did they name him Zeus, for he was sent away, and thus she sent Poseidon also secretly away. And Pluto, third, did Rhea yet again, noblest of women, at Dodona bear. Once flows Euripus's river's liquid course, and with Peneus mixed pours in the sea its water, and men call it Stygian. But when the Titans heard that there were sons kept secretly, whom Kronos and his wife Rhea begat, then Titan sixty youths together gathered, and held fast in chains Kronos and his wife Rhea, and concealed them in the earth and guarded them in bonds. And then the sons of powerful Kronos heard, and a great war and uproar they roused, and this is the beginning of dire war among all mortals, for it is indeed with mortals the prime origin of war. And then did God award the Titans evil, and all of Titans and of Kronos born died. But then, as time rolled around, there rose the Egyptian kingdom, then that of the Persians, and of the Medes, and Ethiopians, and of Assyria and Babylon, and then that of the Macedonians, Egypt yet again, then that of Rome. And then a message of the mighty God was set within my breast, and it bade me proclaim through all earth and in royal hearts plant things which are to be. And to my mind this God imparted first, bow many kingdoms have been together gathered of mankind. For first of all the house of Solomon shall include horsemen of Phoenicia and Syria and of the islands too, and the race of Pamphylians and Persians and Phrygians, Carians and Mysians, and the race of the Lydians rich in gold, and then shall Hellenus, proud and impure, then shall a Macedonian nation rule, great, shrewd, who as a fearful cloud of war shall come to mortals. But the God of heaven shall utterly destroy them from the depth. And then shall be another kingdom, white and many-headed, from the western sea, which shall rule much land and shake many men, and to all kings bring terror afterwards, and out of many cities shall destroy much gold and silver. But in the vast earth there will again be gold, and silver too, and ornament, and they will oppress mortals. And to those men shall great disaster be, when they begin unrighteous arrogance, and forthwith in them there shall be a force of wickedness. Male will consort with male, and children they will place in dens of shame. And in those days there shall be among men a great affliction, and it shall disturb all things, and break all things, and fill all things with evils by a shameful covetousness, and by ill-gotten wealth in many lands, but most of all in Macedonia. And it shall stir up hatred, and all guile shalt be with them, even to the seventh kingdom. 
of which a king of Egypt shall be king, who shall be a descendant from the Greeks. And then the nation of the mighty God shall be again strong, and they shall be guides of life to all men. But why did God place this also in my mind to tell? What first, and what next, and what evil last shall be on all men? Which of these shall take the lead? First, on the Titans will God visit evil, for they shall pay to mighty Kronos' sons the penal satisfaction, since they bound both Kronos and the mother dearly loved. Again shall there be tyrants for the Greeks, and fierce kings overweening and impure, adulterous and altogether bad. And for men shall be no more rest from war, and the dread Phrygians shall perish all, and unto Troy shall evil come that day, and to the Persians and Assyrians evil shall straightway come, and to all Egypt and Libya and the Ethiopians, and to the Carians and Pamphylians, evil to pass from one place to another, and to all mortals. Why now, one by one, do I speak forth? But when the first receive fulfillment, then straightway shall come on men the second. So the very first I'll tell. There shall an evil come to pious men who dwell by the great temple of Solomon, and who are progeny of righteous men. Alike of all these also I will tell the tribe and line of fathers and homeland, all things with care, O mortal shrewd in mind. There is a city on the earth, Ur of the Chaldees, whence there is a race of men most righteous, to whom both goodwill and noble deeds have ever been a care. For they have no concern about the course of the sun's revolution, nor the moon's, nor wondrous things beneath the earth, nor depth of joy-imparting sea, Oceanus, nor signs of sneezing, nor the wings of birds, nor soothsayers, nor wizards, nor enchanters, nor tricks of dull words of ventriloquists. Neither do they astrologize with skill of the Chaldeans, nor astronomize. Oh, for these are all deceptive, in so far as foolish men go seeking day by day, training their souls unto no useful work. And then did they teach miserable men deceptions. Once to mortals on the earth come many evils leading them astray from good ways and just deeds. But they have care for righteousness and virtue, and not greed, which breeds unnumbered ills to mortal men, war and unending famine. But with them just measure, both in fields and cities, holds. Nor steal they from each other in the night, nor drive off herds of cattle, sheep, and goats nor neighbor remove landmarks of a neighbor, nor any man of great wealth grieve the one less favored, nor to widows cause distress, but rather aids them, ever helping them, with wheat and wine and oil, and always does the rich man in the country send a share at the time of the harvests unto them that have not, but are needy, thus fulfilling the saying of the mighty God, a hymn in legal setting, for the heavenly one finished the earth a common good for all. Now when the people of twelve tribes depart from Egypt, and with leaders sent of God nightly pursue their way by a pillar of fire, enduring all the day by one of cloud, for them then God a leader will appoint, a great man, Moses, whom a princess found beside a marsh, and carried off and reared and called her son, and at the time he came as leader for the people whom God led from Egypt unto the steel Sinai mount. His own law God delivered them from heaven writing on two flat stones all righteous things which he enjoined to do. 
and if perchance one give no heed, he must unto the law make satisfaction either at men's hands or, if men's notice he escape, he shall, by ample satisfaction, be destroyed. For the heavenly finished earth a common good for all, and in all hearts as best gift thought, to them alone the bounteous field yields fruit a hundredfold from one, and thus completes God's measure. But to them shall also come misfortune, nor do they escape from plague. And even thou, forsaking thy fair shrine, shalt flee away when it becomes thy lot to leap the holy land. And thou shalt be carried to the Assyrians, and shalt see young children and wives serving hostile men. And every means of life and wealth shall perish, and every land shall be filled up with thee, and every sea, and every one shall be offended with thy customs, and thy land shall all be desert. And the altar fenced and temple of the great God and long walls shall all fall to the ground, since in thy heart the holy law of the immortal God thou didst not keep, but, erring, thou didst serve unseemly images, and didst not fear the immortal Father, God of all mankind, nor will to honor him. But images of mortals thou didst honor, therefore now of time, seven decades, shall thy fruitful land and the wonders of thy temple all be waste. But there remains for thee a goodly end and greatest glory, as the immortal God granted thee. But do thou wait and confide in the great God's pure laws, when he shall lift thy wearied knee upright unto the light. And then will God from heaven send a king to judge each man in blood and light of fire. There is a royal tribe, the race of which shall be unfailing, and as times revolve, this race shall bear rule and begin to build God's temple anew. And all the Persian kings shall aid with bronze and gold and well-wrought iron, for God himself will give the holy dream by night, and then the temple shall again be as it was before. Now when my soul had rest from inspired song, and I prayed the great Father for a rest from constraint, even in my heart again was set a message of the mighty God, and he bade me proclaim through all the earth and plant and royal minds things yet to be. And in my mind God put this first to say how many lamentable sufferings the immortal purposed upon Babylon, because she, his great temple, had destroyed. Alas, alas for thee, O Babylon, and for the offspring of the Assyrian men! Through all the earth the rush of sinful men shall sometime come, and shout of mortal men, and stroke of the great God, who inspires songs, shall ruin every land. For high in the air to thee, O Babylon, shall it come from above, and out of heaven from holy ones to thee shall it come down, and the soul in thy children shall the eternal utterly destroy. And then shalt thou be, as thou wast before, as one not born. And then shalt thou be filled again with blood, as thou thyself before didst shed that of good, just and holy men, whose blood yet cries out to the lofty heaven. To thee, O Egypt, shall a great blow come, and dreadful, to thy homes which thou didst hope might never fall on thee. For through thy midst a sword shall pass, and scattering and death and famine shall prevail unto of kings the seventh generation, and then cease. Alas for thee, O land of Gog and Magog, in the midst of the rivers of Ethiopia! What pouring out of blood shalt thou receive, and house of judgment among men be called, and thy land of much dew shall drink black blood? 
Alas for thee, O Libya, and alas both sea and land. O daughters of the West, so shall ye come unto a bitter day, and ye shall come pursued by grievous strife, dreadful and grievous. There shall be again a dreadful judgment, and ye all shall come by force unto destruction. For ye tore in pieces the great house of the immortal, and with iron teeth ye chewed it dreadfully. Therefore shalt thou then look upon thy land, full of the dead, some of them fallen by war, and by the demon of all violence, famine and plague, and some by barbarous foes. And all thy land shall be a wilderness, and desolations shall thy cities be. And in the west there shall a star shine forth, which they will call a comet, signed to men of the sword, and of famine, and of death, and murder of great leaders, and chief men. And yet again there shall be among men greatest signs, for deep eddying Tanaeus shall leave Metoas's lake, and there shall be down the deep stream a fruitful furrow's track, and the vast flow shall hold a neck of land, and there are hollow chasms and yawning pits, and many cities, men and all, shall fall. In Asia, Iasus, Sebron, Pandonia, Colophon, Ephesus, Nicaea, Antioch, Siagra, Sinope, Smyrna, Marina, Most Happy Gaza, Heropolis, Astapalia, and in Europe, Tanagra, Clitor, Basilis, Meropia, Antigone, Magnesa, Mycene, Oianthia. Know then that the destructive race of Egypt is near destruction, and the past year then is better for the Alexandrians. As much of tribute as Rome did receive of Asia, even thrice as many goods shall Asia back again from Rome receive, and her destructive outrage pay her back. As many as from Asia ever served a house of the Italians, twenty times as many Italians shall in Asia serve in poverty, and numerous debts incur. O virgin, soft rich child of Latin Rome, oft at thy much-remembered marriage feasts drunken with wine, now shalt thou be a slave, and wedded in no honorable way. And oft shall mistress shear thy pretty hair, and reeking satisfaction cast thee down from heaven to earth, and from the earth again raise thee to heaven. For mortals of low rank and of unrighteous life are held fast bound. And of avenging Smyrna, overthrown, there shall be no thought, but by evil plans and wickedness of them that have command, shall Samos be sand, Delos shall be dull, and Rome a room, but the decrees of God shall all of them be perfectly fulfilled. And a calm peace to Asian land shall go, and Europe shall be happy then, well-fed, pure air, full of years, strong and undisturbed by wintry storms and hail, bearing all things, even birds and creeping things and beasts of earth. O happy upon earth shall that man be, or woman, what a home unspeakable of happy ones! For from the starry heaven shall all good order come upon mankind, and justice, and the prudent unity which of all things is excellent for men, and kindness, confidence, and love of guests. But far from them shall lawlessness depart, blame, envy, wrath, and folly. Poverty shall flee away from men, and force shall flee, and murder, baneful strifes and bitter feuds, and theft and every evil in those days. But Macedonia shall to Asia bear a grievous suffering, and the greatest sore to Europe shall spring up from Cronian stock, 
a family of bastards and of slaves. And she shall tame fenced city Babylon, and of each land the sun looks down upon, call herself mistress, and then come to naught by ruinous misfortunes, having fame in later generations distant far. And sometime into Asia's prosperous land shall come a man unheard of, shoulder-clad with purple robe, fierce, unjust, fiery. And this man who wields the thunderbolt roused forwards, and all Asia shall sustain an evil yoke, and her soil wet with rain shall drink much murder. But even so shall Hades destroy the unknown king, and that man's offspring shall forthwith perish by the race of those whose offspring he himself would fain destroy, producing one root which the bane of men shall cut from ten horns, and plant by their side another plant. A father, purple-clad, shall cut a warlike father off, and Ares, baneful and hostile, by a grandson's hand, shall himself perish. And then shall the horn planted beside them forthwith bear the rule. And unto life-sustaining Phrygia straightway shall there a certain token be, when Rhea's blood-stained race, and the great earth blooming perennial in impervious roots, shall, root and branch, in one night disappear with the city, men and all, of the earth-shaker Poseidon which place they shall sometime call Doraleum, of dark ancient Phrygia much bewailed. Therefore shall that time be called Earthshaker, dens of earth shall he break up, and walls demolish, and not signs of good, but a beginning of evil shall be made. The baneful violence of general war ye will have, sons of Aeneas, dative blood of Illus from the soil, but afterwards a spoil shalt thou become for greedy men. O Ilium, I pity thee, for there shall bloom in Sparta, an Aranus, very fair, ever famed, noblest scion, and shall leave on Asia and Europe a wide-spreading wave. But to thee most of all shall bear and cause wailings and toils and groans. But there shall be undying fame with those who are to come, and there shall be an aged mortal then, false writer and of doubtful native land, and in his eyes the light shall fade away. Large mind and verses measured with great skill shall he have, and be blended with two names, shall call himself a Chian, and shall write of Ilium, not truthfully indeed, but skillfully. For of my verse and meters he will be master, for he first my books will open with his hands, but he himself will much embellish helmed chiefs of war. Hector of Priam, and Achilles, son of Peleus, and the others who have care for warlike deeds. And also by their side will he make gods stand, empty-headed men, false writing every way. And it shall be glory the rather, widely spread for them to die at Ilium. But he himself shall also works of recompense receive. Also to Lycia shall a Locrian race cause many evils. And thee, Chalcedon, holding by lot a strait of narrow sea, shall an Aetolian youth sometime despoil. Cyzicus, also thy vast wealth the sea shall break off, and Byzantium of Ares, thou sometime shalt by Asia be laid waste, and also groans and blood immeasurable shalt thou receive, and Cragus, lofty mount of Lycia, from thy peaks by yawning chasms of opened rock shall babbling water flow, until even Patara's oracles shall cease. O Sisychus, that dwellest by Propontis the wine-producing, 
round thee, Rindacus, shall crash the crested billow. And thou, Rhodes, daughter of day, shalt long be unenslaved, and great shall be thy happiness hereafter, and on the sea thy power shall be supreme. But afterwards a spoil shalt thou become for greedy men, and put upon thy neck by beauty and by wealth a fearful yoke. A Lydian earthquake shall again despoil the power of Persia, and most horribly shall the people of Europe and Asia suffer pain, and Sidon's hurtful king, with battle din dreadful, shall work a mournful overthrow to the seafaring Samians. On the soil shall slain men's dark blood babble to the sea, and wives together with the noble brides shall their outrageous insolence lament, some for their bridegrooms, some for fallen sons. O sign of Cyprus, may an earthquake waste thy phalanxes away, and many souls with one accord shall Hades bold and charge, and trellis near Ephesus, and walls well made, and very precious wealth of men shall be dissolved by earthquake, and the land shall burst out with hot water, and the earth shall swallow down those who are by the fire and stench of brimstone heavily oppressed. And Samos shall in time build royal houses, but to thee, Italy, no foreign war shall come, but lamentable tribal blood, not easily exhausted, much renowned, shall make thee, impudent one, desolate. And thou thyself besides hot ashes stretched, as thou in thine own heart didst not foresee, shalt slay thyself. And thou shalt not of men be mother, but a nurse of beasts of prey. But one from Italy shall come a man, a spoiler, then Laodicea, thou, beautiful city of the Carians, by Lysus's wondrous water, falling prone, shalt weep in silence for thy boastful sire. Thracian Crobizi shall rise up on Hamus, chatter of teeth to the Campanians comes because of wasting famine. Corsica weeps her old father, and Sardinia shall by great storms of winter and the strokes of a holy god sink down in ocean depths, great wonder of to the sea. Alas, alas, how many virgin maids will Hades wed, and of as many youths will the deep take without funeral rites. Alas, alas, the helpless little ones and the vast riches swimming in the sea. O happy land of Mysians, suddenly a royal race shall be formed. Truly now, not for a long time shall Chalcedon be, and there shall be a very bitter grief to the Galatians, and to Tenedos shall there a last but greatest evil come. And Sisian, with strong yells, and Corinth, thou shalt boast over all, but flute shall sound like strain. Now, when my soul had rest from inspired song, even again within my heart was set a message of the mighty God, and he commanded me to prophesy on earth. Woe, woe to the race of Phoenician men and women and all cities by the sea. Not one of you shall in the common light abide before the shining of the sun, nor of life shall there any longer be number and tribe because of unjust speech and lawless life impure which they lived, opening a mouth impure and fearful words, deceitful and unrighteous forth, and stood against the God, the King, and opened loathsome month deceitfully, therefore may he subdue them terribly by strokes over all the earth, and bitter fate shall God send on them burning from the ground. Cities, and of the cities the foundations. Woe, woe to thee, O Crete! To thee shall come a very painful stroke, 
and terribly shall the Eternal sack thee, and again shall every land behold thee, black with smoke. Fire never shall leave thee, but thou shalt be burned. Woe, woe to thee, O Thrace! So shalt thou come beneath a servile yoke when the Galatians, united with the sons of Dardanus, rush on to ravage Hellas. Thine shall be the evil, and unto a foreign land much shalt thou give, not anything receive. Woe to thee, Gog and Magog, and to all, one after another, Mardians and Daeans, how many evils fate shall bring on thee. Woe also to the soil of Lycia, and those of Mysia and Phrygia, and many nations of Pamphylians and Lydians, Carians, Cappadocians, and Ethiopian and Arabian men of a strange tongue shall fall. How now may I of each speak fitly? For on all the nations which dwell on earth, the highest shall send dire plague. When now again a barbarous nation comes against the Greeks, it shall slay many heads of chosen men, and they shall tear in pieces many fat flocks of sheep of men, and herds of horses and of mules, and lowing kine. And well-made houses shall they burn with fire lawlessly, and unto a foreign land shall they by force lead many slaves away, and children and deep-girded women soft from bridal chambers creeping on before with delicate feet, and they shall be bound fast with fetters by their foes of foreign tongue, suffering all fearful outrage, and to them there shall not be one to supply the toil of battle and come to their help in life. And they shall see their goods and all their wealth enriched the enemy, and there shall be a trembling of the knees, and there shall fly a hundred, and one shall destroy them all, and five shall rout a mighty company, but they among themselves mixed shamefully shall by war and dire tumult bring delight to enemies, but sorrow to the Greeks. And then upon all Hellas there shall be a servile yoke, and war and pestilence together shall upon all mortals come, and God will make the mighty heaven on high, like brass, and over all the earth a drought, and earth itself like iron. And thereupon shall mortals all lament the barrenness and lack of cultivation, and on earth shall he set who created heaven and earth a much distressing fire, and of all men the third part only shall thereafter be. O Greece, why hast thou trusted mortal men as leaders who cannot escape from death? And wherefore bringest thou thy foolish gifts unto the dead in sacrifice to idols? Who put the error in thy heart to do these things and leave the face of God the Mighty? Honor the All-Father's name, and let it not escape thee. It is now a thousand years, yea, and five hundred more since haughty kings ruled over the Greeks, who first to mortal men introduced evils, setting up for worship, images many of gods that are dead, because of which ye were taught foolish thoughts. But when the anger of the mighty God shall come upon you, then ye'll recognize the face of God the mighty, and all souls of men with mighty groaning, lifting up their hands to the broad heaven, shall begin to call the great King, Helper, and to seek the Rescuer from great wrath who is to be. But come and learn this, and store in your hearts what troubles in the rolling years shall come, and what as whole burnt offering Hellas brought of cows and bellowing bulls unto the temple of the great God, she from ill-sounding war and fear and pestilence shall flee away and from the servile yoke escape again. But until that time there shall be a race of godless men, 
even when that fated day shall reach its end. For offering to God ye should not make till all things come to pass, which God alone shall purpose not in vain, to be all fulfilled, and strong force shall urge. And there shall be again a holy race of godly men, keeping to the counsels and mind of the Most High, shall honor much the great God's temple with drink offerings, burnt offerings, and holy hecatombs, with sacrifices of fat bulls, choice rams, firstlings of sheep, and the fat thighs of lambs, sacredly offering whole burnt offerings on the great altar. And in righteousness, having obtained the law of the Most High, blessed shall they dwell in cities and rich fields. And prophets shall be set on high for them by the immortal, bringing great delight unto all mortals. For to them alone the mighty God his gracious counsel gave, and faith and noblest thought within their hearts. They have not by vain things been led astray, nor pay they honor to the works of men made of gold, brass, silver, and ivory, nor statues of dead gods, of wood and stone, besmeared clay, figures of the painter's art, and all that empty-minded mortals will. But they lift up their pure arms unto heaven, rise from the couch at daybreak, always hands with water cleanse, and honor only him who is immortal, and whoever rules, and then their parents. And above all men do they respect the lawful marriage bed, and they have not base intercourse with boys, as do Phoenicians, Latins, and Egyptians, and spacious Greece, and nations many more of Persians and Galatians, and all Asia transgressing the immortal God's pure law which they were under. Therefore, on all men, will the immortal put bane, famine, pains, groans, war, and pestilence, and mournful woes, because they would not honor piously the immortal sire of all men, but revered and worshiped idols made with hands, which things mortals themselves will cast down, and for shame conceal in clefts of rocks, when a young king, the seventh of Egypt, shall rule his own land, reckoned from the dominion of the Greeks, which countless Macedonian men shall rule. And there shall come from Asia a great king, a fiery eagle, who with foot and horse shall cover all the land, cut up all things, and fill all things with evils. He will cast the Egyptian kingdom down, and taking off all its possessions, carry them away over the spacious surface of the sea. And then shall they before the mighty God, the king immortal, bend the fair white knee on the much nourishing earth and all the works made with hands shall fall by a flame of fire. And then will God bestow great joy on men, for land and trees and countless flocks of sheep their genuine fruit to men shall offer, wine and the sweet honey and white milk and wheat, which is for mortals of all things the best. But thou, O mortal, full of various wiles, do not delay and loiter, but do thou, tossed to and fro, turn and propitiate God. Offer to God your hecatombs of bulls and firstling lambs and goats as times revolve. But him propitiate the immortal God, if haply he show mercy. For he is the only God, and other there is none. And honor justice and oppress no man, for these things the immortal doth enjoin on miserable men. But do thou heed the cause of the wrath of the mighty God, when on all mortals there shall come the height of pestilence, and conquered they shall meet a fearful judgment, and king shall seize king and wrest his land away, and nations bring ruin on nations, and lords plunder tribes, and chiefs all flee into another land. 
and the land change its men. The foreign rule ravage all Hellas and drain the rich land of its wealth and to strife among themselves because of gold and silver, they shall come. The love of gain and evil shepherdess will be for cities in a foreign land, and they shall all be without burial, and vultures and wild beasts of earth shall spoil their flesh. And when these things are brought to pass, vast earth shall waste the relics of the dead, and all unsown shall it be and unplowed proclaiming sad the filth of men defiled many lengths of time in the revolving years, and shields and javelins and all sorts of arms. Nor shall the forest wood be cut for fire, and then shall God send from the east a king, who shall make all earth cease from evil war, killing some, others binding with strong oaths, and he will not by his own counsels do all these things, but obey the good decrees of God the Almighty. And with goodly wealth, with gold and silver and purple ornament, the temple of the mighty God again shall be weighed down, and the full-bearing earth and the sea shall be filled full of good things. And kings against each other shall begin to hold ill will in heart abetting evils. Envy is not a good to wretched men. But again, kings of nations on this land shall rush in masses, bringing on themselves destruction. For they'll purpose to despoil the great God's temple and the noblest men. What time they reach the land, polluted kings shall set round the city each his throne and have his people that obey not God. And then shall God speak with a mighty voice to all rude people of an empty mind, and judgment from the mighty God shall come upon them, and they shall all be destroyed by his immortal arm. And fiery swords shall fall front heaven on earth and great bright lights shall come down flaming in the midst of men. And in those days shall earth, all mother, reel by his immortal arm, and shoals of fish in the deep sea, and all wild beasts of earth, and countless tribes of winged fowl, and all the souls of men and every sea, shall tremble before the face of the immortal one, and there shall be dismay. High mountain peaks and monstrous hills shall be asunder break and to all shall dark Erebus appear. And misty gorges in the lofty hills shall be full of the dead, and rocks shall stream with blood, and every torrent fill the plain. And well-built walls of evil-minded men shall all fall to the earth, since they knew not the law nor judgment of the mighty God, but with a senseless soul all hurried on against the temple and raised up their spears. And God shall judge all by war, and by sword, and by fire, and by overwhelming storm, and brimstone there shall be from heaven, and stones, and great and grievous hail, and death shall come upon the quadrupeds, and then shall they know God, the immortal, who performs these things, and wailing, and upon the boundless earth shall be at once a shout of perishing men, and all the unholy shall be bathed in blood, and earth herself shall also drink the blood of the perishing, and beasts be gorged with flesh. And all these things the great eternal God himself bade me proclaim, and that shall not be unaccomplished or be unfulfilled. Whatever only in my heart he put, for truthful is God's spirit in the world. But children of the mighty God shall all again around the temple live in peace, rejoicing in those things which he shall give, who is creator, righteous judge, and king, for he himself, great, present far and wide, shall be a shelter, as on all sides round a wall of flaming fire, 
and they shall be in cities and in country without war. For not the hand of evil war, but rather the immortal shall himself be their defender, and the hand of the Holy One. And then shall all the islands and the cities tell how much the immortal God loves those men. For all things help them in conflict, and deliver them heaven, and divinely fashioned sun and moon. And in those days shall earth, all mother, reel. Sweet word shall they send from their mouths in hymns. Come falling on the earth, let us all pray, the immortal King and great eternal God. To the temple let its procession go, since he alone is Lord, and let us all meditate on the law of God most high, which is most righteous of all laws on earth. And from the path of the immortal we have wandered, and with senseless soul we honor works made by hand, and wooden images of dead men. These things, souls of faithful melt, shall cry out. Come, having at the house of God fallen on our faces, let us with our hymns make joy to God the Father at our homes, supplied through all our land with arms of foes, seven lengths of time in the revolving years, even shields and helmets and all sorts of arms, and a great store of bows and arrows barbed, for forest wood shall not be cut for but wretched Hellas, stop thy arrogance and be wise, and entreat the immortal one magnanimous, and be upon thy guard. Send now against this city yet again the people inconsiderate, who are come out of the holy land of the mighty one. Do not move, Camarina, for tis better she be unmoved, a leopard from the lair, do thou not let an evil meet with thee. But keep off, do not hold within thy breast an arrogant and overbearing soul ready for mighty contest. And serve God the mighty, that thou mayest share those things. And when that fated day shall reach its end, and judgment of the immortal God shall come to mortals, judgment great and power shall come upon men. For all Mother Earth shall yield to mortals best fruit boundless, wheat, wine, oil. Also from heaven a delightful drink of honey and trees shall give their fruit, and fatted sheep and cattle there shall be, young lambs and kids of goats. Earth shall break forth with sweet springs of white milk, and of good things the cities shall be full and fat the fields. Nor sort nor uproar shall be on the earth, no more shall earth groan heavily and quake. Nor shall war longer be on earth, nor drought, nor famine, nor the fruit-destroying hail. But great peace shall be upon all the earth and king to king be friend until the end of the age. And over all earth, common law, will the immortal in the starry heaven perfect for men, touching whatever things have been by miserable mortals done. For he alone is God, there is no other. And the stern rage of men he'll burn with fire. But change entirely the thoughts in thy heart, and flee unrighteous worship. Serve the one who liveth, guard against adultery and deeds of lewdness thine own offspring rear, and do not murder. For the immortal one is angry with him who in these things sins. And then a kingdom over all mankind shall he raise up for ages, who once gave holy law to the pious, unto whom he pledged to open every land, the world and portals of the blessed, and all joys, and mind immortal and eternal bliss. And out of every land unto the house of the great God shall they bring frankincense and gifts and there shall be no other house to be inquired of by men yet to be, but what God gave for faithful men to honor. 
for mortal temple of the mighty God shall call it, and all pathways of the plain, and rough hills, and high mountains, and wild waves of the deep shall be easy in those days for crossing and for sailing. For all, peace on the land of the good shall come, and sword shall prophets of the mighty God remove, for they are judges and the righteous kings of mortals. And there shall be righteous wealth among mankind, for of the mighty God this is the judgment and also the power. Be of good cheer, O maiden, and be glad, for he who made the heaven and earth gave thee joy in thy age, and he will dwell in thee, and thine shall be immortal, and wolves and lambs shall in the mountains feed on grass together, and with kids shall leopards graze, and bears shall lodge among the pasturing calves, and the carnivorous lion shall eat chaff at the manger like the cow, and little children in bonds shall lead them, for he will make beasts helpless on earth. With babes shall fall asleep serpents along with asps, and do no harm, for over them shall be the hand of God. Now tell I thee a sign of exceeding clear, that thou mayest know when the end of all things on earth shall be, when in the starry heaven swords shall by night point straight toward west and east. Straightway shalt there be also from the heaven a cloud of dust borne forth to all the earth. And the sun's brightness in the midst of heaven shall be eclipsed, and the moon's beams appear and come again on earth. By drops of blood distilling from the rocks a sign shalt be. And in the cloud shalt ye behold a war of foot and horse, like the chase of wild beasts in the dense fog. This end of all things God shalt consummate, whose dwelling is in heaven, but all must sacrifice to the great King. These things I show to thee, I who madly left the long walls of Assyrian Babylon for Hellas, to proclaim to all the wrath of God, fire sent, and that I might to mortals prophecy of mysteries divine. And men shalt say in Hellas that I am of foreign land, of Erythri born, shameless. Others say that I am a Sibyl, born of mother Circe and father Nostos, raving mad and false. But at that time when all things come to pass, ye shall remember me, and no one more shall call me mad, the great God's prophetess. For he showed me what happened formerly to my ancestors, what things were the first those God made known to me, and in my mind did God put all things to be afterwards, that I might prophesy of things to come, and things that were, and tell them unto men. For when the world was deluged with a flood of waters, and one man of good repute alone was left, and in a wooden house sailed over the waters with the beasts and birds, in order that the world might be refilled, I was his son's bride, and was of his race, to whom the first things happened, and the last were all made known. And thus from mine own mouth, let all these truthful things remain declared.